Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. So uh, Sunday, I got uh, messed with by one of our deacons for my little intro there on the podcast. I oh, just really? now remembered that. What? He he walked up to me in our commons area and said, hey, can you say, welcome to Sunday Gray? <laughs> 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 but... So to all of you out there listening right now, welcome to Sunday Gravy. I got to get quicker on that. You do. My bad. You do. My bad. I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. I'd have been quicker. But anyway, yeah, he was messing with me about that. Okay. So I thought that was funny. What about you guys? Any deacons mess with y'all this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're always messing with me. <laughs> that sounded like a... <laughs> you sound like Adam Sandler. No, I know. I just sound like Adam Sandler. It reminded me of, shout out to this guy, Rhett Morgan in our kids' Christmas play, where, where he played Foom Foom the Elf. And he Let's had, go, Rhett. He said, he had this smartest one line. Smartest kid on the planet, Smartest the kid, yeah. He said, that was quick thinking yet today. <laughs> That was my awesome. favorite line in our kids' Christmas it. play. I love it. I had to listen to it like a thousand times. Yeah. But <laughs> was, he was saying that was quick thinking yesterday. Yes. That was quick thinking yet the day. Yet the day. <laughs> I, love I love it. It is good. Yeah, what'd y'all what what'd you guys have going on this weekend? Uh we did absolutely nothing. I sat at home. So Saturday it was kind of rainy and cold. Mm-hmm. And so we sat at home, and I got to watch the uh, Waste Management Open, the TPC Scottsdale Golf Tour. I watched that. So, dude. I watched that. Listen to me. Y'all that, really have nothing going on. No, 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 no. It's not golf <laughs> like you know it. Exactly. This particular tour stop, golf etiquette thrown out Gone. the window. This Gone. Is, this Zero. Is, people, this is totally. I've, I've seen this where people, like, cheer and go nuts in their backswing and all that. Yeah. yeah. And they're well, – and people are drunk. Like, they don't care. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, particularly, there's, it's a little, how, how would you explain it? Like, on hole 16, the par three. Oh, my gosh. It's surrounded by, and I, and I take, I have a, we, we, the, the worship team has a guy group text that we just like, yeah. you know, send stuff back into. And Saturday, I texted him. I was like, hey, if y'all get free time today, turn on the golf channel and just watch for a few minutes. And I said, there's literally on hole 16 grandstands filled with people. And they didn't believe me. Yeah, No, it's over 20,000 people. On one hole. On one hole. So hmm. completely surrounded. And they boo the players who when they, don't. When they. <laughs> if you don't get the ball on the green, that yes. you get booed. <laughs> Like, and if you get it on the green, there's like a medium cheer. If you get it close to the hole, they go nuts. They go they crazy. Go yeah. Oh, the, not only do they go nuts, they start throwing beer yeah. onto the green. Yeah. That's weird. So last year... Sorry, I'm ushers had to, Ushers had to clean up <laughs> yeah. for the next golfer. Last year, um, there was a guy that uh, Sam Ryder hit a hole-in-one. 
and the place went nuts and it took them literally like 10 minutes to clean it up so the the next two guys could hit but this past weekend there were no holes in one but saturday uh another guy who i can't remember who it was got one like six inches from the hole mm-hmm. and he was the last guy to play through on Saturday. Yes. And so they had been waiting, 20,000 people surrounding this hole had been waiting all, you know, all day long for a hole in one. And, right. and so they were like, well, here's our chance. And like he said, beer, water bottles, everything being chunked everywhere. I, I'm telling you, this is happy Gilmore all yeah. day long. Golf etiquette. There is <laughs> that none. shirt belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shooter so, out there yelling at everybody. Literally, it's, people go back to your shanties. Yeah, <laughs> it's this it's really cool. funny. It's funny, and the players. So the somebody was asking me about this. Like the players are like half and half on it, but it's kind of like I guess with normal, it's golf is different. Like you don't have to play every single tour stop. Right, you're a pro. You get to pick and choose. Right. So the players that are there, they love it. They want to be there. They, they want to be it. there. They enjoy the crowd reaction and stuff like that. And the players that aren't there, they're like, "Eh, that ain't for me." So Saturday, there's one guy, John Rom, that made like a 20 foot putt. It crazy. That's my boy right there. Yeah, Rom is my boy. He's awesome. And I, when I, he made it, crowd not, goes wild. I'm telling you, and he's you, just like you get up, it. like pumping the crowd up. It's it's. I'm like everybody see. else who's listening to this right now. I'm not with you guys on this. Okay. Like I, I, I here's the thing. I love golf, but I just it. I can never get excited about watching it. It's fun. Even like even a major, like it takes really high drama to pull me in. Yeah. Hmm. Like really high drama. Yeah. I just I. And there was a time when I played golf literally three or four times a week way back when, but I just cannot get excited about it anymore. Well, Tiger Woods is playing this coming up weekend Even at the Genesis Open. First time since what, the championship, the yeah, PGA, I 22. think. Yeah. Well, so, anyways, so well, that's what I, I did. did. I did watch that. And it was fun. I enjoyed myself. Did you, did you find yourself watching it all the way up to the time of the Super Bowl? Yes. Cause I was like, man, I got to switch over to the Super Bowl. I yep. got guys here at the house, you know. It's like, right. We got to, but I was like, hey, are y'all okay with watching golf for a sec? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these guys going, sure, man. Yeah, Just whatever. Flip it over, or your whatever. House. Which <laughs> your house? Which, by the way, cool, cool moment. Um, Scotty Scheffler, the guy who won yep. yesterday, second time, by the way. Yeah, uh, two years in a row, which is hard to do. He's he's his story is like really cool. He's like one of the most humble guys out there. Mm. And even in the after the after he won, they were doing the interview and she was asking him a bunch of questions. And she even said, like, I'm trying to pull some like emotion out of this guy. And he has the he's just like super cool, no. calm, collected and very humble. Like he beat the rest of the, the field by like four shots. And yeah. he's like, I could have played better. <laughs> it's wild. He's saving. Yeah. <laughs> so And y'all watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, we did. I just get to I only I mean, I did watch it. I missed some of it. I didn't see the halftime show at all. I was because I was back back and forth between two different locations while mm-hmm. it was going on. Yeah. So I didn't. I missed quite a bit, but I kind of wanted the Eagles to win. Same. Let's go, go but, Eagles! Uh, yeah, I got a. Uh, I had a. <laughs> I had a weird interaction yesterday afternoon. So immediately after church, we went to Gardendale to eat um, lunch with Cassidy's grandparents and some of her that that side of her family, mm. and we were. Our job was to stop and get buns, a gallon of sweet tea, and ice. Well, if you're ever on Highway 31 in Gardendale, one of the best places to get ice is right there beside 24E. 
Yeah. The ice hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, they named it, not me. That's the name of the place. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm standing there. That's what it's called. It's actually the, the ice hole. Too. Are you telling the story just so you can no, say that? No, 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 no. <laughs> but you'll be on you. The rest of the way there, my family's eyes are rolling. <laughs> because from there, from 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 the ice, the ice hole to... <laughs> you keep saying We it. can't broadcast. We're, we're going to have to dis- delete this episode. But no, from... I'm saying ice, like... Frozen water. From there to her grandparents' house, the rest of the way there, I sang. I sang. See you at the ice hole. You won't be. Do you remember the Bone Thugs and Harmony? Oh, my God. The crossroads. See you at the crossroads. Yes. Anyway. Yes. They. My entire family, nobody cracks a smile. Everybody just rolls their eyes at me. I sang it the rest of the way there. <laughs> just annoy them. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, so back so to the Super Bowl. I'm standing there, oh. and this guy walks up, and I'm getting I'm getting bagged ice at this kiosk thing mm-hmm. in the middle of Gardendale, and this guy walks up smoking a cigarette, and he looks at me, and he says, "Not hey, how you doing? Is is this a good deal on ice? Right? Do you, do you like their ice? Yeah. <laughs> no, he takes a pull off of his cigarette and says, "Who you got in the Super Bowl today?" <laughs> To which I say, I say, um, I don't know, man. I think the Eagles maybe. And he pauses, looks at me like he hates my guts, and then says, I got the Chiefs. And I say, okay, yeah, maybe so. And he says, and and never, never cracks a smile, then says, and I got a hundred bucks on him too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Up to that point, could have been an angel unaware, oh, but know, that after boy, the hundred bucks, I, I don't. Bucks I doubt it. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> I, I, I didn't bet on the game, so I don't." <laughs> so my, I was like, "Maybe they'll win, you know? Maybe they'll win." I, I don't know what he wanted me to say, you know. Well, I tell you what, it I don't know funny, what he won, but he won. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did win. It was a funny interaction. I don't know if he was trying to get me to bet with him. <laughs> like, I got my ice and left, but anyway. That's funny. I didn't get to watch, but uh, it w- apparently was a good. It was a good game. I mean, I know that because yeah. it was close there at the end. Yeah. Well, kind of decided. I hate when a game comes down to a big yes. call by an official. I line. know. Yep. Like, how do you bad I, call? If I'm an official and the game's on the line, I'm keeping my flag. Keep your in. flag in your pocket. Yeah. And like, the ball was uncatchable. You got well. You just got to let it be decided on the field by the like, players. If your if your plan is to retire from the NFL. That's how you go out in a blaze yeah. of glory. Because, know, I mean, like yeah. if you're going to retire as an NFL umpire, what down was that? Referee, you need to. What down was it? Third down? I think it was third down. I can't remember. Yeah, it was third down. They would have had to have kicked, yeah, the, field kicked goal, the field goal, which would have left the Eagles at least a minute twenty left to go down the field, which is nothing for Jalen Hurts. Right. right, that's what I'm saying. So now so, you're letting the players decide the game on the field. Like I looked over, I looked over at a guy next to me. I said, "If we stop them here to a field goal." A minute 20, not only will we get in field goal range and tie this up, we'll go in and score and win it. Yeah. So it's like if, you know, in that situation, I mean, a penalty is a penalty. I get that. But in that situation, it wasn't a penalty. It needs to be egregious. A- exactly. Yeah. It needs to it, be egregious. It can't, it can't go either way. Yeah. Like it's got to be definite. It needs to be the guy's got this ball, the ball in his hands, and he's yeah. walking into the end zone, and you grab yeah. his face mask. You know, it's yeah. got to be something egregious like that. Right. Like honestly, I quit watching it 
a, a little bit after halftime because we're just hanging out, enjoying each other. But my goodness, like when I saw when I saw Mahomes come up limping like oh, that, yeah. I was like, it's over. Yeah. Like he he's he's broke his ankle. Ball game. Like it's over. But I guess whatever they shoot them, Built. whatever juice they shoot in there. Built different. It's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's built. It's amazing what well, the doctors can do we were behind all, there closed was a, doors. There were the people that I was with, which was, you know, my family, we're sitting around, we're talking before the game, and they're like, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know. As a team, I kind of like the Eagles because they can beat you more ways. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is really good. Yeah. I – well, I even said this. I said, he's hurt. He's hurt bad. But it wouldn't shock me if he comes back and beats the hero. Yeah. I mean, that's. It almost seems like he kind of plays it that way. You think so? Sometimes. Hey, so, hey, hey no disrespect. He's really good at American football. Well, this is true. <laughs> well, See, now you're getting into that realm where we're going to bring up Arian Foster and what he said and all that. Uh, it's all scripted, but all right. who knows? Well, what about Valentine's Day? We got Valentine's Day coming up. Y'all got big plans? Well, yeah, it's tomorrow. Can't give them out right it now. It's tomorrow. Well, I'll say this: me and my wife do. My wife makes it clear she does not. She don't want a gift. She does not want. I mean, only thing she wants. <laughs> I don't know why. The only thing she wants is a Whitman's sampler, like you know, the heart with the chocolate. Oh yeah. She she wants a Whitman's sampler. That's it. So all I've got to do is go by CVS. <laughs> Hook up with a Whitman sample. That's nice. But that's all I, she wants. That's we, all she wants. Yeah, Cassidy and I, the last several years, we've not gotten each other anything just because, I mean. Do you find that better? Oh, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> Way better. Like, I recommend every husband, if you can get that deal with your wife <laughs> on a holiday. We uh we did do, or I, I did give her a Valentine card from the church yesterday. Oh, yeah. And when she told everybody about it. I said, tell them about the Valentine card I gave you. She mean, she said, oh, you mean the free one that the church purchased for oh, everyone? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I told you to give it to somebody else. Don't give it to your wife. <laughs> Did you hear about what I wrote on it? Uh, was it what you said in the commentary? About. Yeah, it was, it was cheesy. What'd you write? I wrote, my love for you is like diarrhea. Just can't hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with you today? <laughs> I know. Uh, you need to get off I'm that in the region of the body. I know. I'm in the gutter today. <laughs> but it was a, it was a, yeah, I gave that to her. Which she, she, no, liked. you didn't say that, by the way, in the commentary. <laughs> what did I say? That's, you said something else. Some, it was something corny because you're like, because uh, I was like, hey, you know, you're supposed to give those to like people you normally wouldn't give a Valentine's to in church just to kind of let them know you're praying for them and thinking about them. You're like, oh, I was going to give it to my wife and say, and you said something real corny. I can't remember what it was. I but. got you. Well, no, that's what I wrote on it, and I gave it to her, and she told her fam- She told her grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> she told her grandmother about it at lunch. Was she wearing the uh, fluorescent bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. I did say that. You forgot to tell them I gave you a bracelet with it. <laughs> <laughs> Which she said, you mean the church gave me a bracelet? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, hey, anyway, I got something. This might rile y'all up, okay? Okay. Say what? I want to see how uh, how upset y'all get about this. Y'all probably already know this. Y'all probably know this. Chick-fil-A test its first. Get out of here. 
plant-based sandwich. You already knew this, didn't you? Yeah, you ain't seen this? No. Okay. Yeah, Chick-fil-A's let me, about let, to wait, let me read it. Let me read it. Company. When did it come out? It ain't... Well, they're testing it. In three locations. I know that. I'm talking about when did the news press... Like, the last few days. Last few days, yeah. Okay. This is from February 9th. Chick-fil-A is jumping on the plant-based bandwagon. The Atlanta chain said Thursday that it's testing its first plant-based entree, a breaded cauliflower sandwich. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's about right. I mean, try to say cauliflower in a sentence and get somebody excited. It's not going to happen. A breaded cauliflower sandwich testing it at restaurants in Denver, Charleston, South Carolina, and Greensboro, North Carolina area. The test begins today, February 13th. Chick-fil-A said its yep. culinary team spent four years developing the sandwich after guests told the chain they wanted to add more vegetables to their diet. <laughs> wanted to add more vegetables to their diet. Chick-fil-A tested mushrooms, chickpeas, and chopped vegetables formed into patties but kept returning to the classic cauliflower for its mild flavor. <sighs> Like so, Chick-fil-A's signature chicken sandwich, the cauliflower, they're calling it a cauliflower steak, is marinated, breaded, pressure cooked, and then served on a bun with two pickle slices. How dare they? <laughs> Chick-fil-A is a relative latecomer to the plant-based fast food scene. Burger King started selling its Impossible Whopper, featuring a plant-based burger made by Impossible Foods in 2019. Starbucks launched an Impossible Sausage Sandwich in 2020. McDonald's debuted the McPlant Burger, developed with Beyond Meat in the United Kingdom in 2021, and KFC began selling Beyond Meat Nuggets last year. <laughs> Look. That's I it. Feel, that's the whole article. I feel some righteous anger boiling up inside of me. <laughs> I don't know why, but I had a feeling that Rags was not going to respond no. in favor of First off, no. don't call a steak something that's not a steak. Uh. <laughs> It's trademarked, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Have y'all yeah. had the cauliflower pizza? Like the where the the pizza dough, crust? Yeah, the crust that's made out of cauliflower. It's not that bad. It isn't. Like it's really not. So I I did. But those it's a, also not the main part of the pizza, in my opinion. Okay, here's the thing. Like pizza really consists of three things that you got to get right. Okay, crust, crust, sauce, mm. and cheese. Yeah, that's. That's the ingredients for a cheese pizza. Yeah. I mean, that's literally all the ingredients. So <laughs> thanks for that. If you get those three things right, though, my point is now any pizza you make is good. Mm. I mean, your toppings still have to be fresh. Yeah, but but you know what I'm saying? Nobody's ever been into a pepperoni pizza and been like, man, that pepperoni's <laughs> terrible. It's always, I don't like the sauce, or I don't like the cheese, or I don't like the crust. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you can make a good cheese pizza, yeah, chances are you can make a decent whatever pizza, is what I'm getting at. Okay. And when I've had the cauliflower pizza, it's like, it's not bad, but it also don't shine. <laughs> you know <laughs> It shit. The crust, <laughs> the crust is what I'm talking about. Okay, like we we got them where we buy them in boxes, yeah, and it come with like a little ten or twelve inch cauliflower crust, and yeah. then you just take that out and put your own ingredients on it. Is that what you've done? Uh, or you've had them already pre made? No, they were already pre made. Okay, so I've had them both ways, 
and I just didn't like when I'm making my own pizza, yeah. like I'm putting my own ingredients on it. And then like that, that was, the, it, it was the weak, weakest link in the chain mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. It didn't shine clearly. <laughs> well, what's your take on the impossible, possible burger or whatever they call it? <laughs> impossible burger. It ain't a burger. Impossible burger. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, cause at first it was about all the benefits. Now here's the thing. Let me preface this by saying I have no clue. You're not a scientist. I'm not a I'm not a scientist. I'm not a nutritionist. You're not the FDA. I'm not a dietitian. Dietitian. Did I say that right? That's right. Um. So I don't know. I don't know the real answer, but I feel like I don't. There there are some things that are coming out now saying that it's actually more unhealthy. Hmm. Because of all the things that are going into it, mm-hmm. so and I can't tell you what I'm just saying that 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 sentiment's being put out there. Now that might be you know big beef putting that out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> By the way, I've got to oh, something I need to confess. Something I realized about myself when listening back to podcasts, this podcast or other podcasts that. That, that I was on, I, I I have started to recognize something about myself. Okay. Have y'all noticed that when I laugh, like an old man, I sit back, I laugh, and I clap one time. Yes. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. So, that is so you. To the listeners out there, I apologize. <laughs> I quit. I stopped. We got to get a video feed in I know. Here. Yes. <laughs> I'll try to break that habit. <laughs> Good anyway. luck with that. I tell you, it's it's to me that whole my response to that is, and I get why why Chick Fil A does. I, I I get why all of them are doing it, but like, I mean, I'm pretty sure the the main reason is let's quit killing animals for food. You know, ultimately, you think? Uh, I think Maybe that's some a little people bit just love it. cauliflower. I mean, <laughs> that could be it. I could be way off base, but. But if you but, like cauliflower more than you like some of that delicious chicken yeah. fried in peanut oil, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand eating it for maybe health reasons or right, something. Right. But if you legitimately like the taste of it more, right. there's something wrong with you. They got grilled but, chicken. That's healthy. Yeah. It is healthy. I guess what I'm getting at is like, so if the whole point is to kill less, okay? Let's just say that in summary. If the whole point is to kill less, then why are you going to turn around and have on your same menu a burger that has four patties <laughs> of actual cow meat? You know what I'm saying? Like, but right next to it is the Impossible Burger. You know, so it's like, it's like, it's so hi- hypocritical. In well, my, it's in like my buying, opinion. it's like buying carbon credits. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, what it's, are you really doing? Well, and there, there is a. There's, I mean, I got an. I got a. I don't. But it'd be like me having like an electric vehicle right next to my giant guzzling. Sure. You know, four wheel drive truck. You right. know, it's like ain't nothing wrong with that. that that's kind of the way I see it. <laughs> well, and there, <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with it though. There, there, there's something there, wrong with you it. You know, there why? has why there, why, is, why is there something wrong with it? Because ain't nothing wrong with that. Because maybe you appreciate you the heard? horsepower that the, the the gas gives you in terms of like, on you know, you're stuck in the mud kind of thing. Or I need to I need to you know pull a bulldozer, right? You know, on a trailer. Right. Versus the electric is like, I like the horsepower on the street, the quick get up and go, instant torque. I like that. But that's not why most people, I mean, most people buy an electric vehicle, not for those reasons. 
that may be an added benefit. I would disagree now. I, I think you think it's. I think early on you're correct. Okay. I think early adopters you're a hundred percent accurate. But I think now most people buy an electric vehicle because they sit in one and ride in it or drive it. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you drive one, you're sold. You're sold. Okay. Instantly. I, I don't disagree with that. All uh, I'm saying is, is I guess my point is my reaction to the story, which is the whole point of say what, you know, <laughs> is to get our reaction to the story. My I, reaction is, is I, it, to me, it continues. And I hate that Chick-fil-A is kind of falling into this world, yeah. but it just falls into the whole mindset of we're all getting better. We're all evolving into something. And somehow we think that's better than what we already are. And for that reason, there's so much hypocrisy in the world. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. you, you, you've got one thing in, in your driveway and another in your driveway. You got one thing on your menu and another thing on your menu. Yeah. You know, and I understand business. We're just trying to make money. I get sure. that. Sure. But, but if you're, if you're doing it for the whole, yeah. you know, movement reason, then I, I think you're, but I here, think you're double tongued here. Um, uh, are most things y'all have eaten from Chick-fil-A pretty tasty? Yeah. Yeah. For that reason alone, I'd give it a whirl. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them the keys. I'll give it a shot. Would you would you put a hundred bucks on that? <laughs> no, no, no. But I I would make sure that um if I go and I get a uh what did they call it? What was the name of it? The cauliflower sorry, Steak. I lost it. They yeah. called it the Don't don't say that again. That's exactly what it is. Don't call it a cauliflower, you know what? They just called it a a breaded cauliflower sandwich. So I don't know. Wait. No, I don't know if they got an official name for it. I'd like to see it. But I would give the combo a shot and just make sure I got me. I'd go ahead and make it large so that my lemonade and my waffle fries would be large. <laughs> yeah. And that way, if I take one bite out of it, and I'll be like, no, that ain't it. You know, then At least I got a large waffle fry. <laughs> he just proved my point. He just what? proved my point. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm going to have a cauliflower sandwich, but I'm going to have a big, giant lemonade <laughs> yeah. and a big thing. I mean... Yeah, let me let me get a double quarter pounder, super size, and I want a diet coke. I want a diet coke. I want a big whole chocolate. You cake know what and I've learned? Though some people though they just prefer the taste of diet coke, which I don't understand. No, I think I, those people need Jesus. So <laughs> I, just, I didn't write. I think they've just been drinking diet coke a long time. Maybe so. Yeah, I Maybe just so. I don't know what to do. I just added Chick Fil A to my prayer list. So <laughs> roll tide. <laughs> Speaking of prayer list, let's talk about the sermon. Let's do it. We need we need a uh, transition button for the sermon. We do. <laughs> do not do the crickets. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. We need a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you want me to do that? You mean? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Be that transition. Sure. I'll get a uh, a snoring sound effect. <laughs> Jingling the keys. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go, Pastor. I'm hungry. Got to get to Chick Fil A and get me a cauliflower sandwich, steak sandwich. Cauliflower steak. We've uh, uh oh, never my mind. Chick Fil A ain't open on Sunday. My, they're, they're not closed on Sundays. They're uh, my wife started doing uh, cauliflower tater tots. Have you seen those? No. She bought those a few times, and I'm just it. When I see stuff like that, it bothers me because I'm yeah. like, that's not a tater tot. That's not a tater tot. 
<laughs> you can call them fried cauliflower miniature cylinders, but they're not. <laughs> Little mini barrels. Yeah, mini ca- barrels of cauliflower. Ca- cauliflower barrels. That's what they should be called. <laughs> but not cauliflower tots. Tots. Because <laughs> we all know what a tot is, right, Tina? I, <laughs> Napoleon, give me some of your cauliflower tots. <laughs> it just don't roll off the tongue, does no, it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Give me some of your cauliflower tots. <laughs> no. No, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, speaking of our sermon series from Sunday, we did a, wow. we started or not started. We were back into, uh, insight is the name of the series. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we started by reading Ephesians one verses 17 and 18. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what I did there was, that was just a, I told everybody that was a sidebar. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. It was just a couple of scriptures that I really felt like were good anchor scriptures to kind of let them know why we're in in the book of Ephesians talking about a talking about a subject called insight, right? And I just wanted them to see those verses. Yeah, and you, where you were going was to Ephesians two to verses that you know a lot of was was our text for Sunday, which is a lot of people are familiar with the verses, uh, especially Ephesians two eight. But we did um, you had a Freudian slip in the first, I mean, in the second service. Oh, did I? After you read those first two, because uh-huh. what you were doing was you were explaining what you just said. Yeah, and you were t- and you were about to launch into a story about Ephesus. Yeah, um, and I don't remember exactly. Well, anyway, I'll get there. But you were about to launch into a story about Ephesus, and three times in a row, you called it the Book of Ephesus. <laughs> But so I did it again. Did you see me? I you just laughed and sat back and clapped. Yeah. It's like hey, involuntary. He did it just a second ago too. He did. Yeah. When the book of Ephesus? You said the book of Ephesus. Did I? Yeah. Like oh, less podcast? Like less than five minutes ago, you leaned back, laughed, and clapped one time. Oh, oh, oh I okay. Clap. I thought he's talking about book of Ephesus. Oh. Yeah, but on Sunday, on Sunday in the sermon in the second service. Three times in a row, you referred to it as the book of, book of Ephesus. Ephesus. <laughs> and I wanted to interject and say, y'all, Joey knows what Ephesians is. He's just having a Freudian slip because he's about to talk about Ephesus. <laughs> the book of Alabama, <laughs> not Alabamians. Yeah. But that I wanted to point that out in case somebody yeah. heard that and uh-huh. thought, does he not know it's Ephesians? It's Ephesians. <laughs> the reason yeah. that I want the reason I, wanted I was to point going that, into a were, store background. Were, yeah, yeah. Which I think most people would have picked up on that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, so I've got story about Ephesus, yeah. And then right after that, I have. Well, tell us what can you give us a nutshell version of yeah. what you said about Ephesus? Yeah. So one, Ephesus obviously is you know the book to you know the Ephesians that live there, the church in <laughs> Ephesus. Y'all yeah. got me nervous. I'm I know gonna the, say it. The say book it of wrong. Ephesians. The book written. of Ephesians. <laughs> right. Is, so anyway. Uh, there, you can read a lot about Paul's experiences when he was in Ephesus mm-hmm. in the book of Acts. So like Acts 19 tells the story of him going in there. And of course, Ephesus is a epicenter of Roman gods. And Artemis is, is one of the huge gods in that area. Right. And so a lot of the silversmiths, um, one guy, Demetrius in particular, um, saw the movement to Christianity taking away from their prophets. And so they they started a mob and a riot. And there was a theater there 
that they all ran into. And yep. Paul, Paul wanted to go in there and talk, but his friends were like, no, don't do that. You'll, you know, they'll, they'll lay hands on you and stuff. So, so, and the reason I was telling that story right. is because my daughter went to Greece and went to Ephesus, the, mm. not the book of <laughs> Ephesus, the actual yeah. city. And she, she went to the city and there she brought me a replica like a miniature replica of that theater. Right. And so it sits in my office. You guys have been in my office. You know where it sits. And when you walk in my door, that's the first thing you see right there on the edge of my um, bookshelf. It's just to remind me that there are people out there that, you know, um, everybody's religious about some things, whether they're false gods, whether they're, you know, idols or just, like I even said, people are religious about their food. They're religious about their health. They're religious about their money, whatever. Mm-hmm. People are religious. It just reminded me that the reason Christ, the reason I might be getting kickback from people when I'm preaching the truth of the gospel mm-hmm. is that it's because Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. Right. And a relationship's always going to rub differently, uh, mm-hmm. you know, against a religion. That was one. My first note was everybody has a religion, and the gospel offends that. So that's yes. you know that's why the gospel is offensive. Is, yeah. Uh, and you talked about the shirt that we had here at High Point uh, mm-hmm. at one point. The my uh, it's against my relationship to have no. a religion. Oh, it's yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're it goes right. Against, you got it right. Goes against my relationship to have a religion. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um. But uh, from there, you talked about uh, how you know we relate and connect to God by understanding what a relationship is, and that brought us to kind of our home text for for the message, which was Ephesians two eight through ten. Yeah. Um, and Paul introducing uh, kind of the angle that you took on it. I will say I've I've heard people do this before with other scriptures, specifically mm-hmm. in the Gospels. Yeah, like the you know who, what, where, when, how, why kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Never heard anybody do it on Ephesians two eight like that. Cool. So I thought that was I thought that was a neat neat uh, take on it. Um, the but Paul introducing to us what a real relationship looks like, doing a relationship query per se, using the okay, looking at that text, who, what, when, where, how, why, mm-hmm. um, and you as an example did that so everybody kind of understand what you're talking about with your relationship with your wife you know mm-hmm. browning you kind of yeah. walk through that what yeah. were the who what when where how why y'all got together and all that and it was fitting with it being valentine's day mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um but then you transitioned over to doing that with our relationship with god yes so um so that's that's kind of the bulk of my notes i've got who and then who was it? You and God. You know, mm-hmm. just you two. No one else's faith helps or is involved in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can I can keep rolling if you yeah, want to. Keep you going. you keep stop going. stop me if I need no, you're to. You're good. Um, then what uh what is it that happened? You've been saved. You've been rescued from uh saved, being rescued from harm harm or danger, or preventing your eternal death. That's that's the what. The mm-hmm. what the where. Um essentially the where is in your inmost being. Yes. So, uh, but before that, you kind of preface that talking, well, let me let me tell you where it's not. I thought that was really good. The, mm. Let me tell you where it's not. Not by works, not by your own activities. And you rolled through a lot of Paul's logic there on that. Mm-hmm. And then, but ultimately where it was in your inmost being. Um, and then, let's see. Oh, there were, okay. So we talked about this 
this morning when we were having breakfast or when, when you were watching me and Maddie breakfast. <laughs> and I forgot this one because then you did when, how, and why. Mm-hmm. And let's see, on when you said, where, where what was it? Do you have that in front of you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I looking just through said, my notes trying to Just be decipher. careful. Be careful putting a date on it. Like a lot of people go, yes. oh, that's my spiritual birthday right. and stuff like that. And and I, I think knowing when this took place is huge for your mm-hmm. spiritual growth. And you put, okay. And I agree. I agree. But I think this was one place where we, where I I got bent in another direction a little okay. bit. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's a uh, lot of there's a lot of like rabbit holes. I know, with this. I know, yeah, I know. Because you said, "God, what you were saying," because you said how you know God can overcome us, but we have to realize that. Um, let's see, the moment your trust and confidence in God was complete, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I got you. So the that was one. And I didn't bring this up at breakfast because honestly, I totally forgot about it. That was one where I was like, "When?" Uh, I said, "I said right because you were right when," and I was trying to anticipate what you were going to say. Mm-hmm. What do you think I said? When did it happen? What would I say? What would Blake say there? Whenever God makes it happen, I said on the cross. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I said when I said when Christ took his last breath, and then I put in quotations, "It is finished." Anyway, oh. that was just like a. But I see where, mm. yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I see, yeah, I see what you yeah, did but there. That, yeah. that was that was that was like one of the. But I, but what you were saying was essentially that. I just think it's so weird. It's not weird, but it's funny how like we approach that and see it so differently. But I think so both are extremely valuable. Very valuable. Yes. Because until the moment where you have trust and confidence in that completed work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Then it's, you know, it's like what to, to unpack it for the listeners. What we were talking about this morning is how, um, how we'll we'll see this particular thing and say it two different ways. But if in one sense, it's like, okay, well, I could say it one way and it fall on deaf ears or Joey can say it another way and it may fall on deaf ears or it may, or it may not. But the point is um, some people could hear something that that's true and they walk out and be unaffected by it. But at the same time, somebody could be affected by something that, you know what I mean? That, that, that's not worded, Exactly right. And I'm not saying that about what you said at all. I'm just saying like, it's weird, the contrast there. And it's like this, this, um, this kind of tightrope. I know I'm not being clear. I'm just, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to figure out how to put this into words. Right. Um, this tightrope that we walk in terms of trying to communicate something like something, a profound truth like this to a room full of people and you're and we're really you're concerned with how are people receiving receiving this. it yeah is this landing at all are they going to get up and they're going to walk out of here and they're not going to have received any bit of it whatsoever yeah, yeah. or do i just sit here and just say say it straight like this this and this and it just totally you know and it anyway yeah sorry i'm rambling but no no i mean i think i mean for me this was 
this was the perfect opportunity to talk about, you know, when did salvation happen for you? Um, as far as did it happen when you walked the aisle? Did it happen when you prayed with the preacher? You know, did it, did it happen when you cried at church or did it happen when you just decided one day you're going to get baptized? You know, yeah. like all that stuff, you know, um, I think it's just so important for people to understand uh, the word complete and, and like, and I, I use it carefully because of what you're referencing, but ultimately there's only, there's only one way for something to be completely complete. And that is if God does it. Sure. And so, so complete faith in God's grace for his mercy to be powerful enough to overpower who you are and all your sinful ways. Um, that is the gift of salvation, you know, when it comes from God, as far as like the ability to, to like, I can't place my faith in God unless God is there drawing me, unless God is there, you know? And so, so for that, for all of that together, I think ultimately what, what I wanted people to understand was that, that, that moment of complete trust, that complete confidence, that complete, complete, I surrender all, you know, um, because in my, I've always had in my mind, I don't know why, when it comes to salvation, I have never gotten this image out of my mind of the, um, I believe it was, was it Alexander's soldiers? I can't remember the exact backstory, but when they were baptized, do you remember this? Alexander's soldiers, um, they were going to, I, I can't remember if they were going to kill Christians or they were going to do something, but Alexander his soldiers, when they were baptized, they left their swords out of the water, their hands and swords out of the water, because oh, they knew they were going to be doing evil things. Because they with, were going to kill with their, yeah. Still kill with their hands. Yeah, I remember and something vaguely about that. But so I, I feel like in a lot of ways, that is a scary picture of people's idea of salvation. Like, I give God everything but this. I give God every. I just think it's important for people to understand that salvation is all about completeness. It's all about mm-hmm. total surrender. Paul even goes so far as to say it's about dying. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think the next one really kind of to me put a bow on that. Like, because like even though like it's a it's semantics there in terms of like mm-hmm. the way you said it versus like you know what I'm saying. Like if the way I'm processing and think about it, or somebody else, anybody might be. Um, that that kind of put a bow on it because when you talked about how, man, I loved what you said there about how is you know, and and this this is sound this is so like Christianity one hundred and one like we talk about all the time we talk about how it's complete it's a total gift it's com- totally undeserved mm-hmm. it's, you know this kind of you know um, we go on and on. we we say all these things and we just kind of um, just you know kind of just blur over them as we go on to they the next They become cliches, point. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But that's something that's jumped out for me as we've been studying through Romans on on Wednesday nights, and I love the part in the message where you stopped, and I don't remember how you said it. I don't, I mean, maybe you'll probably, you'll probably remember this, but essentially you stopped at some point and was like, who in here really thinks that you deserved to be saved? <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was powerful. Yeah. I, that that was really powerful in that moment because people that I think that is like at the heart of the heart, the heart of the gospel, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the and the heart of people, yes, in the term, yeah. you know. And I think that's really kind of 
if you boil it all down, a lot of times where people have issues, it's because they think they deserve something, mm. you know? Yeah. And that's that to me, that's what blinded eyes being opened looks like. Right. Is all of a sudden you have a person that realizes how, how true the, how truly unworthy they are or how truly worthy they were of like truly worthy of condemnation. Yeah. And when no, when that, when somebody has that realization, that's when all of a sudden it's like blinders are off. And yes. Everything's. Yeah. And then, and then to me at that point, at that point, that that's what put a bow on it for me. Honestly, I would have been, I, I was happy at, like not, uh, I'm not happy. Like I was sitting back critiquing you or something. Happy as in like, like inside. Like we I got felt there. Yeah, yeah. Like I felt like, man, this is good. Like yeah. I, I hope people in the room are soaking this up. Yeah. I, what I actually said was, I need some. I need somebody in this room to tell me if you think. Yeah. You are worthy. It, it of was salvation. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty confrontational. Yeah. It the was. way you said it. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I laughed, so I had to clap. And yeah. and that was also the point, too, talking about the gift, obviously being in Romans on Wednesday nights with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You can't get past the gift. Right. It's the gift, the gift, gift. And and um, and to me, that was a big moment for me, too, and for a lot of folks just because of the reaction on their face when I shared with them that the reason that – that you throw how in because normally it's just the five whys, you yeah. know, Who, uh, but when, I threw in the why. how. And if you remember, I said, the reason I'm throwing in the how is because it gives credibility to the relationship. Yeah. It really. And, and then that's when I talked about standing before God, you know, in, on judgment day, and you do not want to stand before God on judgment day. And all you're bringing to the table is what you've done. And, uh, and so, so the idea or the premise there is, is what brings it credibility is because it's a gift from God. It's mm-hmm. not from yourself. It's something from God. And when you stand before God on judgment day, God's not going to reject a gift that he gave. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. But that was it. And then, well, and then you did why, which we talked about that at breakfast, so we don't have to talk about it now. But, <laughs> no, we did. We, just for you guys, we talked We talked at length about it, but what Joey said was, you know, why? Well, because of love, which is correct. Um, me and my weird quirkiness in that moment, I wanted him to say the why was for his glory, for God's glory. But then essentially, that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, Joey, Joey used the phrase, you know, you were loved before you even existed. And um, there was a... Based on verse 10. Yeah. Yeah. That was a... And, but, you know, and I... Anyway, we talked about that for a while. It was it was interesting to see how... How... Saying this thing two separate ways. It, I, this something that we've... And, and I'm... If you haven't been exposed to one project 28 here in our church, but then two, um, if you haven't been part of Wednesday night Bible study at all, I would encourage you to go back and listen. Cause then some of what I'm saying here will make more sense because, um, the greatness of God is displayed so well to me and how we have, we can have two contrasting ideas in terms of how we're receiving what, scripture is saying in this particular area but when you bring these two things together 
it seems to make it seems to paint such a greater picture of who God is to me. Yeah. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the, that's, that's what I, what I've been trying to push in some of the hard texts that we've been working through on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Joey at breakfast this morning, I was saying, Hey, it's man, it was so evident to me in your sermon yesterday. And it's probably because it was so fresh on my mind, you know? Um, but I didn't feel like I was superimposing it in any way. I felt like it was genuinely, God saying, man, like my purpose is bigger. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I'm at work. I'm at work when you feel like I'm at work. And when you feel like I'm not at work, I'm at work. And like I'm doing things. And that anyway, that was just, it was kind of comforting to me, Mm. like in a in a weird way Mm -hmm. to say like, man, why did he say that like that? Because like Mm -hmm. when you would say something that's like, that's not at all how I would have said that. But then when I think about it, I'm like, man. It wasn't like, man, Joey's right and I'm wrong. It's like, man, he's right and I'm right. Man, God's bigger. God's good. <laughs> yeah, like this is cool. So anyway, yeah, I'm not trying to get cheesy with it. That was just kind of how, that's how it felt for me yesterday. It was, mm. it was, you know, it was humbling and like um, challenging mm-hmm. for me. So personally, so for that, thank you. Like, mm. you know. <laughs> whatever that's worth. I made a hand gesture. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's awesome. Anyway, I don't know. You probably got a lot more that you, if you got anything else you want to say, I know I just kind of like rolled through all those real quick. I just, I, I think the only other thing that I felt like was just a drum, a, a bomb drop was um, going all the way back to the beginning in verse 17 of chapter one. Mm-hmm. When I was, when I read it in two different translations and how the word insight and revelation was being inner, you know, being used and swapped, you know? Yeah. So it's uh-huh. like, cause most people think of revelation as God opening up, you know, here's John lying yes. down and God opens up heaven and gives him a glimpse. But here you see revelation in terms of insight. In other words, it's, it's God revealing who he is inside of us, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think so many times people, And I think this is, I I didn't have time to get into this, so I kind of wanted to say this today. So many people go outside of themselves for revelation. They go to somebody else. They go to some other book or they go to some, you know, some podcast or YouTube or whatever. They go outside themselves. They're wanting somebody to say something that will open up God and open up revelation. And I just want to encourage people that, some of the greatest revelations I've ever had was me and God and his word. Mm-hmm. And, and it's cause I tell people all the time in P 28, you don't open up the Bible. It opens you up. And, and for that reason, because of Hebrews four twelve, um, the way God's word runs and is living and it's active and the way it penetrates even to the deepest inmost being of who you are, um, that's where true revelation takes place. That's where true insight is. And so while you can, I, I'm not saying that everything outside of you, God does not use to bring you to him, but I'm not going to go ahead and always classify it as insight. Just because you know something I don't know doesn't mean that you have greater right. insight into right. it. Right. It just means you had different access to it than I did. And for that reason, I always take what anybody says, advice or books or anything like that, and I always kind of categorize them in those are helpful. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I understand. But what I'm ready to base my entire life on, right? 
needs to be something that God has revealed to me through his word. Yeah, and I I think that's a great point because like when you talk about they go to a podcast, go to a person or whatever, go listen to a speaker, go, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, what a, I find, it's a Pied Piper kind of thing. You yeah. see that, and I hate to use, I don't use that word Piper as I a understand. pun. You know what no, I'm saying? So. What, what, the, here's what I find to be true a lot of times, and kind of goes along with what you're saying is people are looking, well, it's like when people say, I just want to go deeper. Yeah. What they yeah. really mean is, hey, can you just confuse the heck out of me for a while? Yeah. Can, can you blow my mind that I don't even know if I'm going forwards or backwards? Yeah. And then yeah. and then that's going to be my revelation. Yeah. But get this, the thing that I'm confused about. Yeah. That I don't understand. Yeah. I'm going to follow through from this point forward as though that's my insight. Yeah. And that's my revelation. Like, it should scare people. It should seriously scare people. Because you and I do this all the time. We've talked about this, and you know what I'm talking about. You can talk to someone, get their theology, listen to them, and you immediately go, you're a disciple of so and so of Piper, or you're a disciple blank. of Keller, or you're a yeah. you're a Matt Chandler disciple, Andy you're Stanley, a Chan, whatever, whoever. Yeah, it, that scares me to death because, and you know what? And if you were to ever sit those men down, it would scare them too. They're like, no, you should oh, yeah, never but... take what I say as the gospel. Yeah, you know, it, it all comes down to anyway. That that to me, that's kind of what drove. I just wanted the listeners to know if you're listening. The inside to this entire series it was really driven by that fact that that people need to need to get that insight between their relationship with God and their relationship with His Word, hmm. and so mic drop, I guess. So worship. We didn't get to talk about worship last week because you weren't in here. You weren't. We didn't feel like it was worth it. <laughs> Maybe. Hold on. Uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he did it too. Is it because we're old? It's better than slapping your leg. <laughs> That's the next step. That's, is that the next step? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I will say the podcast was a lot quicker last week. It was. Sorry. Versus the one that was, what, <laughs> over an hour long? <laughs> yes. Yeah, this one's going to be close to an hour. So you, what, y'all looking at me like it's time to talk about no, worship? Like, yeah. It, we we're looking yes, at him like are. it's his fault it was long. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what what did y'all do? Y'all y'all had two new faces, or y'all had yeah. some new faces on stage. Yeah, so... Um, Introduce those people to people. <laughs> <laughs> to people? What? What's wrong with yeah, us? So your people meet our people. people. So forgive me, I'm not going to know the set list that we did last Sunday right off the top of my head. But uh, you saw uh, Mac... A new new guy. He he and his wife just joined um, the church, and they have actually had a lot of experience leading worship in other places. And so, um, there, that's familiar familiar territory to them. Um, and so, because of that, Mac uh, Mac and em, Emma so, and Mac and Emma, yeah. Uh, so they're brand new at the church. They just joined, well, they've been coming here for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but they just took Jumpstart and joined the church, and so. They're plugging in and serving, and uh, one of those areas is with the worship team. And so you'll see uh, either of them every other Sunday. So, like, if you see Mac one week, you'll see Emma the next and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So Mac was last week. uh, It just happened to work out. He also plays acoustic guitar. 
we were without without our uh, keys player Zoe that Sunday. So I played keys. He played acoustic. But yesterday, um, you saw Emma as well. Um, and so uh, I played acoustic and Emma sang. And um, we had Kelsey and, and the rest of the team as well. So, yeah, there's some new blood. So I, I mean it when I say, like, it's not like a closed-off group. Um, we're always looking for... Um, you know, if you've got a talent gift, whatever, um, that it may be, um, come talk to us. We would love to get you plugged in and serving. So, but yeah, Matt and I got a text like middle of your sermon, somebody wanting to know what the last song is. So I felt like that was encouraging to say, (laughs) I know you get those probably about every week. Somebody will be like, what was that last song? Right. So I think it kind of, that by itself brings some purpose to this particular segment of the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to say, this is the songs we did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I think so, because I, we yeah. have that a lot. And I, I think if people know that they can listen to the, pod, listen to the podcast. And, right. Well, I think that comes too, with such a good connection with that last song in the message. Yeah. You know, it's been an experience for them. Mm-hmm. Or Joey trying to take credit for your last song. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did it come Holy out? Holy Spirit way? didn't work that out. Oh, man. <laughs> it did sound like that. <laughs> but, yeah, so we did. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. kidding. I was just that kidding. That did sound like no, that. No, it didn't. I was joking. Oh, man. I, I'm no, sorry. No, it didn't. It didn't. I was just joking. <laughs> now, <laughs> now look, I'm, I'm going under the table. No. Uh, All right. So, look. The, the, my bad, this dude. Is what, you so did Sunday, awesome, man. You were awesome. We did. <laughs> no, you were awesome. I don't know. No. Uh, I, so, God, what did we... Now my now I'm, like, all thrown off. It's... Okay, so yesterday we sang... Um, goodness gracious. Glorious day. Glorious day. The female... I'm glad I was involved in worship. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> I was plugged in. The female version, Kelsey <laughs> led it, and then I led... Um, <laughs> I like how he specifies the female version. Well, there, so there, there is. There's two versions of it because sometimes. Well, and I'll say Explain this: explain to people what you mean. I knew what you because meant, sometimes but. somebody will come up to me and say, "Hey, like that's normally don't a guy normally sing that or whatever, whatever." So there is a female version of the song. The original is written by it's written by Passion. The original Christian Stanfield does. Mm-hmm. It's known as like a male led song for the most part. Um, but a, last year, sometime a girl called Ellie Limbar covered it, and her her version is really good. Yeah. And um, and Kelsey is actually like really good fitting for that song. And so um, yes. and I and I actually enjoy when Kelsey does it over me doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does a good job. She does. She does a really good job. And so she sang that, and then I sang uh, "God So Loved," and then by we we the kingdom, and then. Emma led uh, Goodness of God, mm-hmm. singing of His faithfulness. And then after the message, we did Build My Life. Build My Life. So it's awesome. Uh, just looking at holy, there is no one like you. There's no one beside you. So open up my eyes and wonder of who you are. And then the bridge, so I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. Mm. Put my trust mm. in you alone, and I will not be shaken. So, yeah. It tied in it's with the stuff. message really well. It though. showed up dead. <laughs> it it did. did. If I'd have said glory, it wouldn't have. <laughs> That's true. Yep. You had to say love. So. Yeah. Yeah. That that deserved two claps or three. Yeah. Uh, I'm messing with you. You did. You're over here laughing and clapping. I told you you'd do it too. I will. Uh, Did I, have I picked it up from him or did he pick it up from, I think I picked it up from him. That's a great question. Are you just trying to call him older? Well, he is older. I am older. I know, but is that kind of like 
He's no, old. I so. picked it up. I, I don't know where I picked it I up. I will say I have always. I think you've always I've done always that. I've always clapped, yeah. And I don't think I always have. So I, I think we're going to have to that. ask our wives. They're the most honest. Golly, man, you're like a disciple of Joey. <sighs> Apparently so. <laughs> I, I picked that up. I've picked that up. No wonder people don't like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you're what you did again. Your words, not mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But before we get too far away from worship, <laughs> so I will go ahead and give the people a little bit of a for this coming up Sunday. What's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, heads Pre- up. Preview. Preview. Uh, preview. 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 Whatever. Uh, so peek. as things. Sneak. So sometimes. What was that noise? I don't know. It sounded like there was like a chipmunk caught in your microphone or something. I know. <laughs> uh, so as I don't know of, where that came from. I don't from. know either. So as of right now, the pl- sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We're just going to end the po- <laughs> There was a chipmunk caught in Matt's microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hands off the buttons. Hands off the buttons. Here I go. All right. I'm off. Blake's got a soundboard over here. He's like a child with it. What was I saying? Oh, so this coming up Sunday. Right yeah. as of right now, Preview. today's the, today's Monday. The plan is as of right now, plans may change. You never know. But uh, like I said, Max, Mac, and Emma both have a lot of uh, experience with leading worship, so he's actually going to take the lead, and I'm going to play drums. Let's go. And I'm playing kazoo. Yeah. Mm. So, tambourine. <laughs> no, I'm not playing kazoo, but one day. Yeah, we're trying. So what? We're, so we're trying to find ways uh, to slowly give. You know, those. Like I said, we've had a lot of people who have served like every Sunday, faithfully serve the church in that worship arena for years and years. And so we're trying to find ways to slowly give each of them a little bit of a break. So um, since Matt can lead, I'm going to play drums and we're going to give Shannon a little bit of a break this Sunday. So cool. It's exciting. Cool. Yeah. So cool. yeah, there you go. All right. As soon as they get me a good kazoo mic set up on stage, I'll be ready to rock. Yep. It's going to take a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have a lot of dynamics that you have to pick up on. It's probably going to be a high-end condenser mic. We're going to need to EQ that really good. (laughs) All right. Well, anything else? I think it's good. All right. Well, one hour and two minutes. If you were still listening, man, you're more dedicated than we are. (laughs) God bless you. See see you all next time. See you. Sandy Grevy.